Hey, thanks for clicking play on today's episode. Before we jump right into it, and I guarantee this is an amazing episode that is coming your way, I want to talk to you about content for just a second. Do you ever feel that in your business, it's just challenging to make content that actually converts into paying clients? Well, I mean, you wouldn't be human if you didn't feel that and you weren't creating content that made you feel that way. And I hear you. And that is why I have created the Profitable Content Bootcamp. This is 90 days three months, we're going to work one-on-one with me and my team to develop, understand, strategize, and deploy content that is actually going to move the needle for you. If you want to find out more about the bootcamp, go to ProfitableContentBootCamp.com. Now, today's episode, the guest that I have today, Amy Murphy, during an interview, she shared a quote that her mother always said, and I wanted to lead the episode with this, you'll hear it obviously when you listen to the interview, but it is do what you can and can what you can't. Just think about that for a while. It'll make complete sense. Now I asked Amy to be on the show because I was absolutely impressed with the amount that she has done. Uh, I, I, I followed her on social media and the authentic nature in which she presents herself, her content. Uh, And it wasn't until preparing for the episode that I actually learned the depth of history of everything that she has done, and then even more so in this interview. So you will want to listen to this in its entirety uh, and learn all about everything from bathrobes to ghost hunting to publishing your own book. So let's get started. Amy, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show. I'm excited. I've been looking forward to this uh, interview for for quite some time since we originally talked about it, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be a, a good time. Thank you for having me. So, Amy, your website is everythingamy.ca. That's where I went to learn everything about you uh, before <laughs> the show. Uh, and there's a lot that you have been up to uh, over the years. Uh, And I want to kind of just go through each of those and and really kind of just talk through some of the stories and experiences that you have uh, and see where where this leads. That sounds good. That sounds amazing. Excellent. So the first thing that that stood out to me was that you have over 24 years of network marketing. Let's start there. Why did you get involved in network marketing? Well, I started network marketing when I was 19 and I didn't actually set out to... I'm going to join network marketing. It was more of what happened was I filled out a ballot in the mall because this is like ancient years ago. This isn't like, you know, digital days where you come across something online. It's back in the day I was in the mall, filled out a ballot to win a basket. And then the lady called me and said, you know, like, oh, you didn't win the big, big prize, but you, you know, you got the smaller prize and hey, you know, if you want to talk about business while we're at it, let's talk business. So I, you know, I was like, okay, uh, it was, do you want me to name the company or should I? Yeah, go for it. So basically it was Mary Kate was my very, very first company. And I was 19 years old. And so I filled out the basket, uh, the ballot, won the basket, talked to the lady about business. And I thought, Hey, you know, I love, you know, hair, makeup, all the things. So I was like, 
well, that sounds like it could be fun. So I bought the kit and then I started talking to my family and they would all support me. Of course, my mom's my biggest supporter. No matter what company I'm in, she always buys from me and supports me. God love her. Um, but yeah, so I just started building a team and right away I started doing really well. I had gotten my red jacket right away. That's like a thing. I got a, uh, I think it was like a bumblebee pin or a star diamond pin. Like I started getting all the things right away and, and I was getting ready to, to get my car and stuff like really, really quickly. It was like a really fast process. I remember it being, and I was very overwhelmed at the time because I was very young and I had no idea what network marketing meant. And I ended up backing off of it. Um, in a short amount of time because I didn't know like what was happening and I felt like a lot of pressure and I was like, I don't know. But what happened was, is that that kind of opened the, the can of worms or that was like the catalyst for future network marketing. Cause that was my first taste. And while at the time I might not have been ready for it, it kind of made me start thinking. And whenever I was approached with other companies or I saw other companies, I was more open because I thought, okay, well, that one didn't, you know, I, I didn't fulfill that one, but maybe this one might be different. Let's try this one. And then I just started exploring and playing with them. And I was in and out of at least 10 different companies that I can just rattle off the top of my head right now. There's probably been more because my memory <laughs> isn't the greatest in my older age, but uh, <laughs> I was probably in at least 10 of them over the course of 17 years. I was in and out of companies because I thought that I always saw the value of it being something on the side to make money on the side because I've always been a busy person. I've always been into so many things and it always has been something as a potential to make that little bit of money on your own terms on the side. So that was my very first introduction to it was Mary Kay. <laughs> Excellent. Now, were there any, any struggles along the way in those 24 years? Any setbacks? Oh, yeah. So, you know, the, the setback being... I truly believe it was my own mindset because, you know, why would someone be in and out of at least 10 different companies? Why would I fail in all these companies? And all those companies are still around today. So what I've learned over my experience is not that there's anything wrong with those companies. It was my mindset, which was the problem, because I would never give it any more than, you know, the maybe three three to six months tops, you know, mm -hmm. like in a company, I never would stay in a company long enough. What would happen is, is I would join and then I would get really excited. I would share. And then, you know, my, my close family and friends would support me, of course. And then there came that little plateau period where the excitement and all that honeymoon period of something new kind of, kind of settles down. And then you got to, that's when you actually got to work and you got to figure it out. But that's the time I would always jump and be like, Oh, these products don't work. Oh, these are too expensive. Oh, no one wants these. This is, it'd be better if I was in something different. All the excuses came and, you know, all is everyone else but me. But then after I kind of realized looking back at my journey, because of the success I had in my current company, I realized that it wasn't, it wasn't you, it was me. <laughs> right. Now, when I read through your, your story, uh, there's a very important part in there about resonating with your audience and connecting with them. And it involves a story about a bathrobe. Do you mind sharing that with us? Yeah, I do. I, I, I will share that with you. So basically, when I built my business this last time around, I 
my husband and I actually swore off of network marketing because I did it so often and I, and I, I didn't have any success for all these times. See, my husband and I have been together since 1995. So he has seen me through my whole network marketing journey because I started in probably 1999 is when I started doing network marketing. So we've been together for a very, very long time. So, you know, he's, he's been there with me through it all. And so basically this time around, we had sworn off network marketing because we were in a financial position where we needed to start. We were unexpectedly pregnant with my third child, our third child, I should say. And we were trying to figure out how to budget because we were getting a little bit behind in our finances. And so he actually said to me, he said, why don't we not, you know, like, why do you, why don't you stop doing these network marketing things? Because like you never make money at them. You spend more than you make. Um, that's one area we could probably save some money. And I actually agreed with him. I said, you know what? You're right. You know, like I, I won't bother doing them anymore. I'll just be a customer. That's why I said to him, I said, I'll just be a customer. And that way I won't be tempted to like get deep, deeper down the rabbit hole with buying things and getting more involved. I'll just buy what I want when I want. And it'll probably be cheaper on us in the long run. And so that was our strategy, but I was looking for a product that, um, I needed, uh, something for, and, um, Cause I don't know if you want me to say my company name or, sure, or oh, you don't care. Okay. So I was looking for something for, uh, I had postpartum hair loss. So I was looking for something for my hair and, uh, nothing was helping and see, I've gone to all the beauty schools. So I have all my licenses, hair, makeup, nails, and I've access to all of the, the, the beauty products from, you know, Maritime Beauty and Cosmo, all the professional products and nothing, nothing was helping me. And I was at, at my wit's end cause it was really thinning and it was just, my hair was not cooperating. So then I was open to obviously learning about new products and I saw an ad on Facebook with this girl who posted about all these products that were, you know, vegan, gluten-free, all the things. So I said, Hey, like, I would like to try your product because I need something and nothing is working. And she sent me a sample and I liked it. So here was the dilemma. So because it ended up being a network marketing company, I had a choice to make. Do I buy as a customer? Like I promised my husband I would do from now on, or do I join as, you know, a partner? and start, you know, selling it or even, you know, just get the discount. What I decided is, is that I would join as a partner in the company, but just for the discount. So I wouldn't build the company. I wouldn't sell it. I just want to get it for the cheap price because that's the best price when you join as a distributor. And if I happen to sell to my mom, I know my mom will buy. I know my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law, like I know the diehards who support me would buy enough that I could get my shampoo for free. So in my in my defense, I thought I was doing something good. I was strategically signing up for the discount so that it wouldn't cost us any more. Yes, I had to buy the kit, but I knew that I could pay that kit fee back because I know my friends would buy enough to give it, make it even out. And so I waited about a month to tell my husband what I had done because I know I knew he'd be a little like, I don't know if he's going to like this as much. I, 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 I knew he's going to be mad, but I didn't think he, I was going to get the reaction that I did. So when I finally told him, cause I knew the visa was going to come out, I needed to prep him a little bit before he saw the visa. When I told him what I had done, this is the moment that kind of changed everything for us because his reaction, I thought he was just going to be like, oh man, like, okay, whatever, like do what you need to do. Cause normally he's very supportive of me, whatever I want to do. He's normally very, whatever you got to do, you do it you do you and I support you. This time was the first time in our whole 20 gazillion years we've been together 
that he actually looked at me and he was like, I can't believe you're doing this again. I know what you're up to. I see the writing on the wall. We can't afford you to do this again. I can't believe you signed up behind my back. Like you, we just had this conversation and I, and he was like, nobody's going to trust you. You sold everything under the sun. There's no way you're going to make money at this and pay this back. I'm just like, he was so mad. He was like laying into me and it was like a crazy shouting battle. And I said to him, this, I, I looked at him and I said, you know what? I said, I, I didn't join to build a business. I really didn't. I just feel like I could sell a little bit to pay it back. Like that's my strategy. And he was like, whatever, good luck with that. Just don't talk to me about your shampoo. And I was like, fine. I said, you know what? I said, I wasn't going to like build this business just so you know, just so you know, I was trying to put the dig in them. I said, I wasn't actually going to build this business because that wasn't why I joined, but because I already paid the fee. How about this? How about this one? I was starting to get mad. I'm an Aries and fiery. So I was like, how about this? <laughs> I said, I'm going to make it in this company. And I said, if I don't make it in this company, I'll never do another one again. You have my word. He was like, whatever. And he walked away. And so from that moment, because I was five months pregnant and I had to go on bed rest. So I started my business when most people should be resting. I decided to start a business. But because I was in bed rest and turned the bathrobe, I couldn't, I couldn't get off my coach. I couldn't get out of my bed. I was in my bathrobe 24 seven. And so the bathrobe I would have on and I'd be going live in my bathrobe talking to people like, oh my gosh, I got these new products. They're great. Blah, blah, blah. I was going on like crazy in my bathrobe. And Tim's friends were calling him being like, why is your wife on Facebook in a bathrobe? Like, what is happening? Like, what is wrong with your wife? <laughs> is she losing it? And I would like literally show up as a hot mess. And then I had the baby and I would show up literally in my bathrobe with Eva on my boob nursing her, like literally showing up live nursing my child in my bathrobe. And people some people were intrigued. Some people were mystified. Some people were like, that's inspired by it. And so, so that's kind of where the bathrobe came from. And in my journey with, with this company, I was one of the top 10 in my company to, to end up making a million dollars in this company. I've made more sense, but uh, I'm in the top 10 for being entered into the million dollar club. And I like to call it the million dollar bathrobe because I built my business literally in, you know, my million dollar business in my bathrobe. So that's where the bathrobe came into play. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great story. Uh, and your husband sounds like a real trooper. Good, for, good for him to, to, uh, you know, stick with you like in all those, those ventures. Yeah. Uh, and I think it was kind of like that, that was a little bit of that motivation in the end where, where he was like, you're not going to make it where it fired you up to actually do it right yeah and this is the thing that i think this is the moment where like when i talk about game-changing moments in my life that's my book is game-changing we'll talk about that later but the game-changing moment for me is because every time i did one of these companies or i want to start a new adventure or do a new business or do whatever he always supported me and it was just do what you want and i would do what i wanted i would come and i would go as i please as i wanted but because he resisted me and he battled me it fired me up to like one i wanted to prove him wrong, like for real. I'm like, I'm going to prove you wrong. I can do this. But I also deep down want to prove that I could do it for myself for once because I always would try things and then stop and then try something new. And everyone knows me in my whole life journey knows that I had a gazillion jobs growing up. I would never be stuck in one place more than any amount of time, even not just network marketing, but all the jobs I've had in my whole entire life. I could get into that. That could be a whole other podcast. But you know, I just, I've done so much stuff, but this is the, it fired me up. And so he likes to kind of take credit for it now. 
he's like, well, if I didn't get you angry, you might not have pushed so hard for it. So he likes to kind of take a little bit of credit, which is fine. He should, uh, you know, he should take credit for it. He fired me up, but you know, I did the work, but he kind of sparked that, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and I think another kind of underlying message with that was, was how you started to promote that is it was real. It was authentic. Yes. You know, you, you didn't, you didn't, you know, kind of fake the scenario and everything. And I think that's what, what really sets people apart these days is people want that authentic connection uh, out there in the content. And, and, and even the stuff that you're still doing to this day where you're, you know, in your kitchen, you're telling about products and stuff, right? It's not studio set up. It's not, you know, kind I've of. I've always. Kind of yeah, I've always prided myself on that. Like, um, I wasn't shy to go online, you know, go live in my bathrobe, show up literally as a hot mess. Like, I realized quickly that I was inspiring a lot of people. And I can't tell you how many people came to me and said, you've inspired me to start my business or you inspired me to be able to go live. If Amy can show up in her bathrobe, I can show up the way I am too. I inspired a lot of people to kind of show up as they are. And even to this day, like you said, like I'll show up. I'll, I'll wake up and still have my retainers in. And I'm like, hey, Facebook, what's up? I'm still in my retainers. <laughs> like I just, when I have a thought, I just share it, whatever, whatever the circumstance. I actually put makeup on for you today. This is, the, oh. I, this was for you, but normally it's like I wouldn't have done anything. <laughs> oh, thank you. So you mentioned, you mentioned your book, Game Changer. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that. What led you to, to, create that book uh, and then obviously the the products that came with it the audiobook and the and the course as well. Yeah, so I had this story burning inside me because you know with my network marketing journey a lot of people were inspired by my journey to success. Um you know the 17 years of failure and 10 different companies and then finally hitting success. What changed? So many people ask me what changed? What changed this time around? Why were you successful this time around? And a lot of people you know ask me about that. And then also because I named my website everything Amy. That's actually my corporation name because I do so many different things that I, my husband and I, when we were, we were incorporating myself, we were like, let's call it everything Amy, because literally the money comes from a little bit of everything that goes into the corporation. Cause I'm into everything. And so, you know, I kind of come by it honestly. And so along those journeys, for example, for acting, people would always ask me about my journey and ask me, and I used to live in LA. I have so many stories from like, uh, my journey back in the day growing, you know, my acting career and, all the business adventures I had, people would always ask me and they'd be intrigued about all these different facets of my life, all the different little avenues that I've done. And I've had numerous people say, you should write a book. You should write a book just because of all the different things that I do. So I thought that, you know, I want to write a book. I want to write a book and I want to share my journey, but I, I didn't want to make it just a book like, hi, this is me and this is all about me. Like, I didn't want to necessarily do that because I'm not that kind of person. Um, I wanted it to be helpful for people. I wanted it to be, I wanted it to be a book that people read and they feel like they took something from it that could spark people's own motivation and um, and creativity and maybe self, you know, development and self work, you know, inside because. I feel like that's a gift that I, you know, I would like to give back because I did a lot of work myself, you know, to learn how to, you know, failing in a gazillion businesses 
it takes a lot of grit and resilience, you know, to like keep going again and again and again, and not worrying about what other people think about you when you fail and go and try again. And you, you take a new direction, you try something new, not worrying about what other people think, but following your heart and what you want to do. And, and so I felt like I wanted to, I wanted to be able to help people and share with people and give them inspiration, hope, motivation, that kind of thing. So I use my fun stories from my, you know, my past to help inspire them as real life situations that are relatable. You know, these are things that happened to me and here's the learning lesson that I took from it. And then let's prompt you to think about something that maybe is in the same topic. So I broke it up into different sections, spirit, mind, and body, because my, my philosophy, my personal philosophy, I don't know if anyone else shares this, but I feel like spirit, mind, and body, when they're all aligned, when they're in alignment, you're in a position to really uh, move in your purpose and path because everything is kind of aligned and clear for you. For example, if you're having like mental mental struggles, then your body and your mind is going to be really, really working overtime to try to get that right. Because if your your body might be healthy and, and your spirit might be healthy, but your mind is kind of off. So you can't move like forward because you're trying to repair here first. This needs to be repaired before you can go and soar, right? So that's kind of my personal philosophy to align the spirit, mind, and body. So I wanted to break the book up into the three kind of sections and then break those down into subsections. And within those big three main sections, it's broken down into sub lessons along the way. And all those lessons, uh, I share stories that relate. And at the end of every chapter, there's thought prompts. So based on the lesson that I shared, like the learning lesson, and then the story that I shared along with it in my life that relates, then then I encourage the reader to then start thinking about their moment. And I call them game-changing moments. You know, think about your moment that you could change the game right now that could help you move forward in your journey today. And I so I like to inspire at the end of every chapter, there's inspiration and, and thought prompts. You don't have to do them, but people that want to do some work can can do them. Now, when you wanted to to create this book, what was the, the process? Did you self-publish this? How did you go about taking on this whole project of creating the book? Yeah. So I had some help from it, uh, from a friend of mine uh, because I really didn't know at first, like, how do I publish a book? You know, like, what do I do? So I had a friend of mine who uh, she went to a school for like writing and stuff like that. And so she helped me. So she helped me a lot. Uh, get it underway and get it going. And we ended up self-publishing it. So it's through Amazon. We published it through there. Um, so that's where it is. And that's how I did it. Excellent. And then you made a, an audio version for Audible? Yes. Then I went and recorded my audio version. And I recorded that uh, in the studio and put that together. I really wanted it to be my voice because I felt that was really important because it's, you know, it was my book, it's my thoughts, it's my stories. I wanted to share it personally. So I went and recorded it. And then I also created a course to go along with it for those people that wanted to dig in deeper. So I created that course and uh, put that together. And you can use it with the book or it, it can be used without the book if you want as well. But people that have the book, you know, they obviously get the more inside scoop of what's going on. But the, you don't have to have the book if you if you don't want to, if you want to take the course. And it's just online. It's automated course that I, I've video recorded myself like talking and sharing. So it's all like 
hey guys, you know, it's like me teaching you like I'm in your living room and we're sharing. So it's a really fun course. And then I also did the ebook for people that didn't want a hard copy. I made an ebook version as well. So people can just download it and read it and take it with them along the way. Awesome. Awesome. And again, this is all on everythingamy.ca yeah. as well. Yeah. Now you also, you're also a big believer of mindfulness and the power of a healthy mindset. How important is that in, in, in business uh, uh, to you? Oh my gosh, it's so important. I think that that is what kept me going this last time around, you know, so to speak. Uh, if I didn't have a healthy mindset, then I probably would have not made it the way I have because all, I mean, just think all the things that my husband said to me. If I didn't have a strong, you know, I guess Aries desire and strong will and <laughs> impulsiveness, maybe, you know, that wouldn't have sparked me. He sparked me, of course, but. It was it, ultimately it came down to me to keep going because let me tell you, I've been in my company now for seven years now. So that's the longest I've ever been in a network marketing company ever or any business besides acting. I've been <laughs> acting my whole life, but any one business or company, I've never been anything that long. And it's not always easy. Like, yes, I had great success very quickly because I really pushed really hard for that. But it's been, you know, I, I get seasonal depression. Like I, I'm not afraid to admit it. I suffer from SAD, uh, self-diagnosed. I don't, I don't, I didn't go to a doctor to get diagnosed, but it's very evident. I crawl into my shell. I get, you know, I, I kind of withdraw. I kind of get tired and I start questioning a lot of things, you know, in the wintertime It's usually January, February is what hits me the hardest. Um, and so, you know, I suffer with that, but I've been able to, identify it and work through it. And I share a lot of that stuff. Um, so that's my own personal kind of things that I deal with with mindset, but I, I try really hard to overcome it and then share my journey so other people can be inspired and helped by it. Um, but also business itself. Business goes up and down. It's a roller coaster. And you know, our company, because I'm in network marketing, it's not my company. It's a, you know, it's the company's company. They, they run it. And so I have to kind of follow their, um, what they're doing and all companies go up, they go down, they go up, they go down. They, they, all they do that. And in the moments when they're down, when things kind of go down for a minute, you know, it can be a lot of people that maybe don't have the proper mindset about business and, like I did, maybe that's when, you know, people jump ship. It's like, oh, they just assume, oh, this company is not doing good. I'm going to jump and try another one. Or, oh, I can't do this. This isn't for me. I'm going to jump. I remember I, had, I would have people join me on my team and they would say, I'm just going to try it for three months. And if nothing happens, then I'm just, I'm not going to do, I'll, I'll just quit. And, and I'm like, why, why then just quit now? Like, why are you even going to start if you're going to put that out there? You know, like what kind of mindset is that to, to start business, you know, saying, well, you know, I'm going to quit before I even start really. <laughs> like, so, you know, I just think it's really important uh, to have a really good, healthy mindset about business and understand business as well as, you know, uh, give your personal person, your person grace as well, because we all have things we endure personally, whether it's emotionally or family members or whatever it is physically, we all have, you know, things, life happens. And so I really think that it's important to understand that, you know, some things you can control, some things you can't, 
And my mom always has this saying, uh, do what you can and can what you can't. And so what that means is do the things that you can do and the things that you can't do or that you can't have control over, throw them in the can, just throw them in the can, you know, either throw them out or bottle them up for later, do the, you know, do it again, but do what you can and can what you can't. And so I think that's a, a really good, I don't know, little philosophy to have a little mindset to have because we put a lot of pressure on ourselves as business people and as humans, as mothers, as wives, all the things, you know? So I think it's really important to stay mentally healthy. And I, I think being all aligned, spirit, mind, and body, I think you got to take care of your health. I think you got to take care of your, your, your spirit, whether it's connecting to the earth or the universe or God, whatever it is that you connect to having a spirituality of some sort, not just existing, you know, a lot of people aren't, they don't believe in God, but maybe they believe in other things. There's higher power or a spirituality of what makes us us, what our souls are, right? Like we're something, we came from somewhere, there's something going on there. So I think spirituality and connecting to your spirituality, whatever that means for you, because there's many religions, there's many, so I'm not here to say which one's right or wrong, but, but having that for yourself, I think that helps keep you healthy and sound as well. While we take a break for just a moment, I want to give a shout out to the great team over at eWebinar. eWebinar is an automated webinar platform that allows you to take your killer webinar and automate it in evergreen format, unlike anything that I've ever seen before. You can integrate it with Slack, with your CRM. It basically is as close to a real live webinar as it gets. And you can learn more and find out how you can get a free demo at bluecowmarketing.ca slash eWebinar. Now, you, you mentioned a couple of times there about your acting career, uh, yes. and you've been doing that for, for quite some time. Yes. Um, I guess, how has that played into what you're doing doing now? I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're still doing some some acting, um, but but tell us a little bit of a story about, about that, that process of, of why you got into that. Okay, so I started modeling when I was 16, but I quickly found out that I was too short to do anything big. I was short and curvy, so I had like, you know, boobs, tiny waist, hips, you know, I was like kind of curvy and short. And so I was like, okay, I'm not going to make it in like the international model industry. That was my dream is to walk the runways type thing. But I knew quickly that, you know, that wasn't going to happen. So instead of getting upset about it and like, I'm not doing this, I decided, hey, what can I do? Maybe I could try auditioning for commercials. Maybe I could do local print campaigns, like do like be a commercial model or do, you know, acting. So quickly I switched over to learning how to act, like do acting lessons and stuff like that. And so that became a, a great hit for me. That was a right away. I started going out for auditions, booking commercials immediately, print campaigns. I just started, my career took off really, really quickly when I decided to switch over into commercial modeling and acting. And so I did that for many years. I lived in Toronto. I lived in Vancouver. I lived in LA, auditioning, doing roles, doing schooling, coaching, all the things. So I really immersed myself into that. And in my older years, I started uh, doing my partner and I, like my ex, I guess, you know, business partner, uh, we ended up doing some acting workshops and classes for the local people that wanted to get into acting. And so we had acting workshops. That was great. We loved that. We did that for years and years and years. We did that. Um, but life goes on, yada, yada. But what happened was around uh, when I started Monate is when I 
slowed down on the auditioning because my business took off so much. So that was 2015. So if you look on IMDb, like my credits are under Amy Murphy. That's my married name. My my credits for acting would be under Amy Kerr because that's my maiden name and that's what I what I built my, you know, my acting with. So anytime I do an acting role, it's always credited as Amy Kerr because that's how I built in the industry who I was mm-hmm. as an actor. So on IMDb, you'll notice that uh, the credits kind of slow down around 2015. There was a lot of stuff lost up and then 2015 happened because that's when Monate came in. And so I was really focusing on having three children and building a business. I, I still did pregnancy modeling and some pregnancy roles and auditions, but I slowed down. I wasn't taking as many auditions at the time because I was building my empire. And then it was about about last year or two, maybe two years ago, I started to miss, you know, the, the being on set and auditioning like regularly, like I still did commercials here and there. Like my agent will still send me out and I would book some things, but they weren't like heavy roles or anything big like that. Uh, I was taking the easier work, so to speak. Right. Mm -hmm. And then uh, about two years ago, I, you know, told my agent, okay, you know, I really want to I want to get back in the game. Like I really want to get back into auditioning again. Like I really miss being on set. You know, I've built my business to a level where it runs very healthily. I don't have to like grind so much as I did building it. It's kind of, kind of, you know, it's, it's at a level where I've built it to, to be comfortable. I'm comfortable there. And, you know, I can always grow bigger if I want it, but I'm comfortable where it's at. And so I want to kind of put some things back in my life that I love and that I miss and acting has always been my passion. True, true number one passion is being on set, always. And so I started auditioning and I actually booked a lead role in a movie, but now the movie has been canned. So I'm like, ah, I'm so mad because it was like a horror movie, which is my favorite genre. And uh, I'm so sad that it got canned, but I, I auditioned, you know, it was a heavy audition and I booked it lead role, one of the lead four main cast members. I was like, ah, oh, this is exciting. I'm back, right? But then the movie got canned, so I was really sad about it. Um, and then COVID happened and all that stuff. So so I didn't get to do it. But um, but since then, I've actually um, got on a show called Haunted. And that is a TV show that they're on. We just filmed season 10. They asked me to come in season 7 and 8. And so I came in on 7 and 8 as a co-host. And we're paranormal investigators and we literally go to all haunted places all around, you know, the Maritimes and we investigate and it is so much fun. So I get to, you know, be on set doing that, but it's, uh, it's not acting because it's, it's, it's us being ourselves and we are investigating and we document the true, you know, happenings of what's going on. So that show is credited as Amy Murphy because that's me. It's, I'm not acting in that show. That's actually what's going on is what's happening, <laughs> which is really right. cool. So the, the paranormal investigating that is transitioning into the last part I want to talk about. Um, and that's another passion of yours. Um, yes. and that, yes. you know, soul seekers, uh, is, is the brand that you're building out. Correct. Yes. Um, tell us about this. How did you, how did you get this passion, um, what was that journey and, and what it brought you to, uh, in the present day? Yeah. So basically, um, my mom and I were just talking about this recently about how we, I've had something like a gift in me that I never knew I had. So my whole life, we always thought I had anxiety issues and I, I do, I do get anxious. Trust me. If you ever see my live videos where I'm live in, in Las Vegas and I'm like crying and bawling, that's real anxiety. 
So that's what it looks like to have an anxiety attack. However, growing up, I would always, in the middle of the night, I would wake up and I assumed because I would be shaking, I assumed that I was sick because when I, when, you know, like when you get sick and you're going to throw up, you're kind of shaking nervous, right? Like anxious and no one likes to throw up. So I always thought that me waking up in the middle of the night attributed to me being sick. So I would go into my mom and dad's bed and I would be like literally shaking their bed. Like my knees would be going, I'm shaking their bed. And I'm like, oh, it was like a thing. Amy's shaking her bed again. And as soon as I would calm down, I would go back to my room. But never did I ever throw up maybe once or twice of all the times that I did it, I actually was had a flu and, and threw up, but it was like a thing we just assumed. I was, I was sick. I felt sick and I, would, I felt nervous about it. So I shook my parents' bed, went back to sleep. And then as an adult, you know, I would get anxiety, but like, I couldn't narrow down a, an actual trigger. Like I do know for, I do have some anxiety issues. Yes. Like, you know, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do drugs, I don't do any of that stuff because I don't like to have my heart rate elevated. I get anxious if I overexert in the gym. Like I do get anxious and I know that feeling. It's, it's a rush of feeling and I get almost want to cry. Like it's a, a rush feeling. So I understand my anxiety, but this shaking that I would have, I'd be laying in my bed with my husband. Just we'd be at a hotel or in my house or at my friend's house. I'm just sitting there and all of a sudden I shake and I'm like, I'm getting anxiety attack. I didn't do anything. Like we're trying to figure out what my, what my trigger is here because like, I'm fine. Like what's going on here. So it wasn't until about a decade ago where I had a, I won't get into depth about the story, what happened because it'll take too long probably for the podcast. But I had an incident basically where I ended up seeing in like my peripheral vision, like third eye, wherever you want to call it. I saw my friend's grandfather at the end of the day and I never met her grandfather, didn't know the grandfather. I described who it was. She told me who it sounded like she, it was. And I had this encounter with him, her grandmother and her cousin. And I had no idea what was going on. Like I literally was getting communication and I was getting messages and I was telling her things that I was seeing and feeling and hearing. And it was just bananas. And I got confirmation that this was all like who I was talking to. It was crazy that, so basically that happened 10 years ago. And when it came on to me, when it, when the people came to me in my vision, I start. I, I had that feeling like that, that shaky legs, that shaky feeling that felt much like all the times when I have an anxiety attack. And so my mom put it together. When I called my mom to tell her what happened, she said, oh my gosh, she's like, I bet you, you haven't had anxiety this whole time. I bet you, you've been like channeling or like connecting with spirits this whole time. And I was like, what? Oh my gosh, you're right. So uh, I kind of put that away and it wasn't until about three years ago because nothing, it didn't really happen since. I would get like shaky and stuff, but I didn't really think anything of it. I just thought anxiety still, I didn't really kind of explore what mom had told me. I let it rest for a bit. Until about three years ago, when I met up with a, a group of friends, we came together and we started doing events, you know, for Monate and wellness events. And they were all spiritual healers as well. So we'd be doing these wellness events and we rented out an Airbnb that was haunted and we didn't know it was haunted until we got there. And then we get there and all this stuff happened and we, it was crazy stuff. I, I, it could be a whole other podcast on that too, but so much stuff happened there and we discovered, whoa. Like all of us just got together and figured out this haunted situation, like who was here and we got rid of it. It was like all this thing, like we just did some crazy, 
crazy spiritual stuff in here, uh, haunted stuff. And we didn't record any of it because we didn't plan it. And then we said, why don't we get together again and have another wellness event? We got together again, ended up getting an Airbnb that was haunted. Didn't plan for it to be haunted, but it was. But we said, let's videotape stuff around here. We videotaped it. We got some crazy evidence of stuff going on. We thought it was really cool. So then we decided, let's do this more often. Let's get together and tape when we're in these places and see what happens. And so we started, you know, we were under a different name back then. And then we rebranded to a different name. And since then, we've lost the members along the way. So now it's me and my friend Tanya, and we are now Soul Seekers Paranormal. Because the other two groups, we kind of lost the members along the way. It sort of shifted from what it was. So now we're focusing on this. But it originated from a group of us just getting together and videotaping what happens when we're at these places. And I would do the shaking thing. I, you know, learned about that. And along the way, I've learned, you know, that different gifts and different abilities, you know, with the girls, because you practice more, you learn more, right? You open things up. And then getting on the show Haunted uh, in season seven and eight, and I'm back for 10. Um, So working on that show really opened up a lot too, because I'm immersed in that field and it opens up a lot more gifts and I'm very open when I'm doing that. So the communication and the connection. And so I've been doing that as a profession for the last three years and I am obsessed with it. I think it's fascinating and the abilities that I have are just, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. My husband thinks I'm nuts, but I, I don't care. He loves me. So he's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> I've, I've always personally had an interest in it. I've never experienced anything. And I'm, I'm one of those people that like I'm about 80% of the way there. And I'm like that extra 20 is like until I experience it, then I'm a true like you believer need, of it. Ah, oh, you got to come on one of our paranormal retreats. We'll turn you into a believer. You'll lose your mind. Oh, I, I guarantee I will. Um, and, and two things that came out of, of that story was how you were able to to kind of monetize this experience is is you are bringing people into the experience not only with you know the retreat experience which I want to to ask about there but also what you've been doing on that uh, you know with with the Facebook live side of things yes talk briefly about about those two more so more the 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 Dorchester thing yes uh, and, then, and then what you're doing on Facebook okay so so yeah so for for haunted that's on TV so anyone can see that is on East Link community television Saturday nights 10 o'clock watch it season eight's airing right now so you'll see all kinds of fun stuff happening there but that that's what I do with haunted on the show now for what we do for soul seekers paranormal we like to do paranormal retreats so, or, or, or ghost hunting, like we just started this up, we just rebranded and we just started and we had our first retreat and it was so good. It was so much fun. Everyone is excited for the next one. So basically, you know, we rented out the Dorchester jail and we, that was our location that we decided to do the first one because we had just been there and it was amazing. So we're like, let's bring a bunch of people here and have fun with them. So we have a ton of ghost hunting equipment. So all the stuff that you see in all of the shows you name it, we have it in our kit. And uh, so we like to invite people who are, you know, paranormal curious or paranormal enthusiasts, come join us. And let's, you know, have an experience together. Like you, you don't have to worry about 
spending the money on the tools because we have them for you to enjoy. So we've got the Ovilus, we've got the SLS, we've got, you know, spirit boxes, we've got EMF readers, we've got all the things. And so we just invite people to come. So this one in particular, we spent the night in jail. So everyone got a cell, they could sleep in their cell overnight. We had, you know, dinner and breakfast prepared for everybody. You get to eat in jail, which is really fun. And we do a workshop. So we educate, you know, about how the importance of, you know, protecting yourself and being respectful to the spirits as well. And, you know, educating them on the tools that they're going to play with. We want to make sure everyone knows how to use them and understands them and and stuff like that. So that's what we do on their overnight retreats. But then we also uh, were planning you know, evening ghost hunts where you don't sleep over necessarily, but hey, we're going to rent out this space for an evening. Come on in. Let's, you know, let's go, you know, have an exploration, have an adventure. So that's, you know, pretty much in a nutshell, what we do is the retreats, but we also offer, which we haven't even had a chance to promote yet, is we do paranormal parties. If you want to have a party with your friends in your house or a location that you choose, we will come. And we will bring our equipment and we can do a party for you and your friends. Where So you don't have to wait for our um, location. If you want to hire us to come to your place, say you have a haunted house and you want you know us to come, we have different services. So we can A, identify that there's something there. B, we can communicate with it if you want to know who is here and what do they want. And C, if you want it cleared, if you don't like the energy there and you want it gone, we can we can like work on clearing it and setting boundaries and helping you be able to coexist in your space with what's there. Um, so we do those services as well. We haven't even had a chance to promote that part yet because when we launched, we launched with the retreat and it went like bananas. So we even, didn't even have a chance to talk about the other things that we offer. So yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot there. So it's a lot of fun, a lot of different options. So come to a retreat, come to a ghost hunting night, you know, you want to have a party or do you want your host cleared, things like that. So yeah. Well, Amy, we, we've covered a lot. You truly are into everything. I um, very, very well named uh, name for everythingamy.ca. I have yeah. one last question, which is nothing to do with anything we talked about. I know you've traveled different places. Is there a destination that you've never been to that is on your list of places you would love to go? And obviously you can bring your husband along. Yes, so one place on our bucket list is Bora Bora or Maldives. That is one of our bucket list locations for sure. Excellent. Amy, thank you so much. Again, everythingamy.ca. You can find, you get her book there. You can, you know, subscribe to your list. You can watch you on Haunted, Soul Seekers, like, there's no shortage of places to, to, to consume your content. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. You know, throughout the years, I've, I've seen and used a lot of tools in my business, and a lot of them I'm still using to this day. And I get asked many times, what tools and equipment do you recommend? So I thought, hey, let's put a page together on the website, and it is now live, bluecowmarketing.ca slash tools. And on there, you will see a list of the different softwares and tools that I recommend and use in my business. We've got eWebinar, we got Keep, we've got Loom, we've got Jasper. Um, And then also for podcasting, a lot of people want to know what kind of equipment do I use. All those links are there. Check it out, bluecowmarketing.ca slash tools.